<laughs> Get it all out. We sound like old ladies. <laughs> Which is apropos because we're going to talk about a man who is 66 years old. It's a good call. Okay, here I go. All right, I'm ready. You know all that's going to stay in, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's your intro. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I am here with my roommate slash friend slash landlord, Laura. Hi. Some, some of you know her as Pringle. I just decided to say that right now. Oh. Because, you know, a fourth of the people in your life call you that. That's probably true. Anybody who knew you from college. That's right. Or in Africa. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they call you Pringle, which is your last name. I have different identities in different countries. <laughs> How many passports do you have? <laughs> I can't disclose that information. <laughs> Laura's here today with me to talk about George Harvey Strait Sr. Ooh, I of, didn't know yeah, Harvey. Yeah, the king of country. Some of you may know him as. We saw him at the rodeo just last weekend. I say it was life-changing. What do you say? I would totally agree. It was so good. So good. Tell me the first time you remember, for those of you who don't know, bless your heart. Second, he is a country music artist that has been around since the, or probably the 70s, but you first heard of him and learned of him in the 80s. I was going to say since the beginning of time. <laughs> That's exactly the beginning of your time because you is. were born in 1980, right? That's right. Well, look at that. When's great. First- We're giving full names and ages. Which of our again? And what's your social security number? And my mother's maiden name is. My often used password is. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody right. knows that. Of course. When's the first time you remember George Strait in your life? You know, it's funny because you asked me that. You said, like, we're going to talk about first memory. And I can't remember a first memory mm-hmm. because it feels like he's always been there. Yeah. Literally, like... Since the beginning of time. So I used to live in Houston, like grew up in Houston. And we listened to country music a lot. Yes. And I am sure growing up, we went to the rodeo and saw George Strait at the rodeo. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember like an exact time, but I just remember listening in the backseat of my parents' car to George Strait music all the time through the 80s. Yep. Me too. All the time. It was a time... I remember I really got into country in the 90s because I was very boy band, 80s pop person. But we always listened to country music too. But then when grunge came in the 90s, I said, mm -mm." And I was only country 24-7. But I do remember the first time I knew of George Strait is whenever... Toby Mulliken called the radio station and had KYKX dedicate the fireman to me. That's an unusual choice. Which is, yes, it was in seventh grade, so I was in junior high. That's when I remember thinking, he's really cool. I had been, I knew him for a long time, but I think the fireman was pretty new that year. Uh-huh. And I thought it was a big deal that I had a song dedicated to me. And it's such radio. a sweet love song, too. <laughs> Such a sweet love song. (laughs) 
So the fireman has a very special place in my heart with Toby. But I do remember my sister introducing me to him because she had been introduced. You know, whenever you have the older sister, you get all the older Mm -hmm. music that you may not have had growing up on your own. And I remember her talking about George Strait whenever he was first out in the 81, 82 time frame. Uh So I would have been six or seven. But she would have been 10 or 11, which is, you know, a prime time to really choose your artist and own it. Absolutely. And that was hers. You know, growing up, I never strayed from country music. No. Never really. Until, I mean, I want to say until I like maybe late high school, early college was when I finally got into like boy bands, pop music. Right. But before that, maybe it's because I'm an only child and my parents just listened to country music. Yeah. But I only listened to country music. And then I had a love affair with Nelly in law school, but that's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Nelly? Tell them. (laughs) Nelly is an incredible artist. An incredible songwriter, a rapper. He wears a Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> For no particular reason. No particular reason. fashion statement. That's exactly right. Okay. I wore a Band-Aid on my face, too, all through law school. <laughs> Professors loved it. You did wear a Band-Aid to the concert that Nellie was at with New Kids. That's that a true statement. To. That's a true statement. I did wear a Band-Aid. I have my New Kids on the Block t-shirt. You wore a Band-Aid on your <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It's a perfect example of our personalities right there. <laughs> you know, Nellie's coming back to Houston. No, I didn't this summer. know that. Mm-hmm. Are you going? I'm thinking about it. You should. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. up in the woodlands. He he has a song that he sings with Tim McGraw. He Country, does. Your two worlds colliding. That's exactly right. What's it called? Over and over again or something? Over and over again. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> we digress. Sorry. Yes. We yes, can do we another podcast on Nelly. We totally can. We can't. It would just be you talking. <laughs> okay, you're right. Maybe not. Uh, let me give you let me give you some facts about George Strait. Let me hit you up with this. Great. In 2009, he had the most number one hits on the Billboard country charts. Like all together, 2009, he set the record. Would you like to guess at what that number was? How many number one hits on Billboard, not his number one hits, but just on the Billboard charts in 2009. Do you know what that number was? Like just in the year 2009 or totally no, from the past? Totally one? from okay, the I'd beginning. Say, I'd say maybe like 20? 44. Whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, and that was just in country music. Now, if you add all genres together, all music genres, he's had 60 number one hits more number one songs than any single artist in any music genre. No Can you way. Believe that? Does he, he stretch other genres too? So he has number one hits in other Well, I think it's whenever they add them all together. Got it. So it's just a country chart and then there's probably just that an R&B sense. chart. He's not on there, but when they put everybody together to see musically who's the best? He is. He is. He's had at least one number one song each year for the past 30 years. No way. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. Are you sure that's real? Well, that is insane. According to Billboard magazine, it is. That's really crazy. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine, A, how rich he is, and B... What are, you, what are you supposed to do with that? Do you think he's cookie cutter and just thought, I figured it out? Because he's not one to, hey, I'm going to try this now. Like, we don't talk about Garth Brooks with right. the Chris Gaines debacle. You just don't. You mm-hmm. pretend it didn't happen. 
he's never done that in the 30 years. Do you think he feels cookie cutter? Like, I figured this out. I'm going to keep doing it. What do you think? Or he's no, just No, I think he's just music. that good. I do too. I think he really is just that good. But so what was his most recent number one hit? Does anyone know? Um, and by anyone, I mean the two of us that are sitting right here. Do we know? <laughs> Call in, listener, if you know. <laughs> Sorry about that. I would say more than likely it's one from his new album because he has dropped it in radio. Yes. And to me right now, George Strait is such an icon that it's going to go up to number one out of, I mean, it's probably good, but just out of respect alone. His name gets him a lot. So he has dropped, I think, two songs from this new album called Honky Tonk Time Machine Mm -hmm. that comes out next week. Yeah, I I think that's right. So he's already dropped two. And I've heard a couple of them on like XM Serious Radio. Yes. I want to say. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he had one last year that came out. Because mm-hmm. you only need one in all 365 yeah. days. But we'll see. Um, best-selling George Strait album. I'm not going to make you guess because there are like a jillion of them. But I think it's pretty funny. It's 1992's Pure Country. No way! <laughs> Which is a movie I adore. It's been a long time since I watched Pure Country. Oh, it's so great. I own it. We'll have to find first a DVD player and then we can watch it. It, He's the worst actor in all of the land. He should stay in his lane. Oh, but it's so great. It was so... That's why I love the movie is because of the soundtrack. Mm. And... Fun fact, he never kissed the lady in Pure Country because he thought that was disrespectful to his wife. That's so sweet. Way to go, George. And number two, for those of you who don't know, he's this great big country music artist, but he thinks it's just terrible because of all the pomp and circumstance that goes on the stage now. Why do we have lights? Why do we have smoke? Mm-hmm. Why do we have all the things? You can't even hear the music. That's what it's about. That's it's right. Music. So he sort of up and leaves, and they have to bring on somebody to take his place because he left right before a concert, which is unprofessional, George, but we'll let it pass. And the person and who's, <laughs> yes, and they put, like, they had him have a, like, he had a long ponytail. Oh, because yeah. Gross. And he had a white jacket that said dusty on the back and rhinestone, mm-hmm. terrible, this hat, but they... But they took all of that and all, and they put all the smoke and all, so that you couldn't tell it wasn't him on the stage. Oh. Do you know who that person was? Who? Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. No mm-hmm. way. Yes, it was. He was the fake Dusty. I do love Coach Taylor. Well, I know, and he was kind of a smarmy kid in that one. Anyway, I love that soundtrack, so I was pretty excited about that. That's pretty great. He's been married to his wife since 1971. That's so sweet. Norma, high school sweethearts, they ran off and eloped to Mexico. (gasps) That's so fun. His first, he got his first contract in 1981, which was a long time ago, but his first breakout was at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo in 1983 when he stepped in for a very sick headliner named Eddie Rabbit. So fun. So that's why he has a soft spot for the rodeo. Because and he, he was saying he's played like 20 appearances, yeah. he said. That that's cr- crazy. I'll say it. Crazy. Really crazy. His biggest concert where he broke all records was, remember when he retired? Cowboy Rides Away? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. He's riding away into the sunset. <laughs> he's come on back. That's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. But it was his very last 
his very last stop on the Cowboy Rides Away tour in Arlington. Yes. Because I, I saw him in Houston on that stop yes. when he played at the Houston Rodeo. And then a bunch of my friends yes. went up to Dallas yes. to see him again in Dallas. Because you would never see him again. Exactly. And I remember people saying, like, this is the last chance. <laughs> it's our last chance to ever see him. We have got to drive to Dallas and go. Yeah. Well, here we are. Here talking we are. Talking about him. <laughs> we saw him last weekend. How many times have you seen him? I have only seen him, I think, three times mm-hmm. in concert. And one was at the rodeo years and years and years ago, back when I lived in Houston, like in the late 80s. Okay. Um, with my parents. And then, and the only reason I remember that is because my parents told me that we saw George Strait <laughs> at the rodeo years and years and years ago. I don't actually remember that really. It's not really ingrained in my mind. But yeah. then I saw him six years ago at the Cowboy Rides Away tour. Yeah. And then we saw and him then, this last time. Yes. Now, if you had, to, if you had to rank... This experience with the Cowboy Rides Away, I know it's two very different things, but which did you enjoy? I would say I enjoyed this one much better. And why is that? Because you weren't so sad that you were thinking it's my left. <laughs> exactly. I was like, he's back. <laughs> Everyone's excited. No, I think he also played more of his hits yes. this time. Yes. And that's the reason why I loved it. So let's talk about the rodeo. He, it, there was no rodeo that that's day. Right. It's kind of funny to say it's a rodeo. <laughs> really, it's just a concert at the rodeo, but that's okay. Um, hundreds upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people all gathered together in Reliant Arena. Yeah, they to- said that the whole, like, area around. So for the rodeo, there's like a, a stadium where they actually perform, which there's like close to 100,000 people that go there. Yeah. But there's probably... 250 to 300,000 that come out to the grounds that day Mm -hmm. just because they want to be there and they've got like wine gardens and Mm -hmm. stock shows and carnivals and stuff like that that people Mm -hmm. hang out with. So, I mean, there was like hundreds of thousands of people that were there. Just for him. Just for him. Just for him. And we did some And for the funnel cake. (laughs) And fried Oreos, but that's beside the point. (laughs) I'm telling you, the fried cheesecake won it for me this year. Fried cheesecake. I never would have thought that. No. And it was really good. Yes. The fried Snickers was my favorite this year. Was it? Yeah. I'm not. I don't like nuts. Mm. Mm. I did like the fried oatmeal cream pie, though. Everybody knows I like an oatmeal cream pie with the cheesecake. Mm. This year, the fried oatmeal cream pie did not do it for me. No. Mm -mm. The Snickers did. The Snickers was there. Mm. It satisfies. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. So we did some quick math. You and I got in to our seats and we were we were able to count all the seats that were on the floor because if you imagine it's an arena and in the very middle of like where the 50-yard line would be, there's the stage in a big huge circle. And typically because it's a rodeo, it's just the stage in the middle of dirt because they have a rodeo then the next right. day. They're not like going to Like bull riders had been performing yes. there right before the concert there, typically. So, so they don't have typically chairs down there, but in a matter of, gosh, 12 hours, they had cleared all the dirt and put tons of chairs down there, which we so knew many. floor chairs were expensive. Yes. So how, what, what was the number that we came up with that we thought all together he made how much on floor seats? Just on the floor seats alone, we think it was $4 million. Yeah. That is crazy. Which is insane. That is super duper crazy. But they had this little walkway where I thought this was interesting because typically... Whenever you're at the rodeo, you're driven out in some sort of truck of some sort. And by some sort, you mean Ford truck, because that's oh, who sponsors sorry. the rodeo. But that's okay. <laughs> some sort of Ford F-150 
comes out and they all get out and walk up the stage. Well, there's no dirt, but he still could have been driven, but that would have taken away some chairs. And those chairs are expensive. And typically he rides out on a horse, right? Right. To get out there. Well, there's no horse because the rodeo is gone. So he just walks out like it's a runway. That's right. And the place goes nuts. I mean, you can see all the little camera lights, people videotaping it all. It's crazy. Yes. And he had on probably, I'm going to call it turquoise and white gingham. It, he looks good. Come on. And very his wranglers. Handsome. His wranglers. And he's a handsome man. He knows how to wear a hat. He does. He knows how to wear a pair of wranglers. He's 66 years old. And that's all everybody, at least around us, kept saying, he looks good. He does look good. He looks good because we had just seen Robert Earl Keane, who he looked like Santa Claus. Did not look so good. Did not look so good. Lyle Lovett is Lyle Lovett. But man, George, keeping it tight. Mm-hmm. He really is. I agree. He really is. And he sounds yes. just the same. Yes. That's what I was going to say. He sounds like he did in my car right. in 1994. Or in my car last week. Yes. It's the exact same. I love it. Yes. I love it. He sang 27 songs That's for insane. a little over two hours. Two hours. Impressive. It was great. Impressive. Let me go down the line. This isn't going to be too boring, but... We just want you to react to hear what he's saying. He started off with write this down. How do you feel about that? I, I felt good about it. You did? I did. I thought it was an interesting choice, but it's fine. I've done a little research on what his most popular songs are, which oh. you can imagine. Here's the thing about George Strait. I, it, it's the same that I felt with Reba McIntyre when I saw her. You're going to be disappointed that he didn't sing your favorite song. Right. Because when you have an entire album that's called 50 Number One Hits, and you have an entire box set that's like four CDs that are all number one hits, you can't sing them all. And you you play in Vegas. There's, I mean, there's like a show that he used to do in Vegas that was just his number one hits. Right. He would only play number one hits over and over and over again. Right. So you're, he can't play all 70 of them or right. six, 60 of them, I guess. Um, you're, there's going to be some that are left out, and you're just going to be disappointed with that. Right. And that's the joy of being George Strait, too, is mm-hmm. that you've got so many freaking number one hits, and people are so excited. But write this down um, is lovely. I just thought a strange choice to, hello, Houston. Hello, rodeo. It's fine. I just thought it was an interesting choice. Now, I like it because even though... Even though the lyrics are a little unusual, the beat is like the yeah. traditional George Strait two-stepping music that yeah. you know and love. I'll give you that. But the second song was Cheyenne, which is a rodeo song. Right. <laughs> that was a great choice. That was so good. And they had all of these. There's a, you know, the big jumbotron, I guess, that's mm-hmm. above the stage. And they were showing old pictures of George rodeoing back in the day. Mm. And the crowd is going so, crazy. So crazy because he's so cute. Um, here for a good time. Mm-hmm. That was a good, a good choice. Um, she'll leave you with a smile. Very good choice. Wrapped around your finger. Good. Then he did a Merle Haggard tribute. And it was two songs. Which, why don't you tell the people why we th- why you and I think he did that. We think he did it because if you've been playing music since the 1970s, mm-hmm. it's the one thing that like brings you a little bit of joy because yeah. he, you know, he plays all of his songs over and over and over again and it gets so repetitive, but he's probably sitting around thinking, who could I play a tribute song to? Mm-hmm. And he loves Merle Haggard. He wants to play a Merle songs or two songs. Mm-hmm. So he 
he does that for himself to bring himself a little bit of joy and to pay homage to like a guy who was probably one of his heroes. I'm sure. Did you, do you, are you a Merle Haggard fan? I'm not a Merle Haggard fan. So you fan. didn't know the songs? I didn't know either one of them. I am like a pseudo Merle Haggard fan and I didn't know the songs. I don't know if I should be proud of myself or like go. I kind of like sat back, looked around at the crowd and mm-hmm. thought, well, okay, when are these going to end? Yeah, we were. But we I'm going to give, I'm going to give him a pass on that yeah. because he played for two hours. Totally. So if he wants to play a couple songs from one of his heroes, do it. He played something from the new album again, Honky Tonk Time Machine. Um, then he went into Check Yes or No and everybody <sighs> got excited about that. One of my favorites. Then he did something called Arkansas Dave, which I think is on one of the newer albums, like meaning from the... 15, 16, 17, and his kid wrote it, and he made oh. a point to say that his kid wrote it. So I think he's also trying to, his kid's a junior. He's George Harvey Strait Jr., but they call him Bubba. So I, and Bubba has a lot. Bubba's lo- an Aggie. Yeah, and Bubba is an Aggie, and he's got a lot of writing on the, uh, he's yeah. helping his daddy write. So, because huh. we were asking ourselves as he was mentioning his son, what do you think Bubba does right now? Yeah. When, I mean, when your dad's George Strait, what, what does Bubba do? Bubba writes. Bubba writes for That's daddy, what he does. which is exactly what I would do, too. Then he sang Give It Away. Oh. Such a good one. He sang Baby Blue, and the lady in front of us put her head on her husband's shoulder. They were older. They were sweet. So cute. And she was jazzed about seeing George Strait. That's the other him. thing I think about the audience. Like, he's been around for such a long time, but there were still people of all ages mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Like people in their 20s all the way up to people in their yeah. 60s and 70s. I was at a women's event about three weeks ago and they were talking, a girl who's my age was talking about how she could not get George Strait tickets in, I think, Dallas because they were so expensive. And she was upset because her daughter, who is 10, loves him. No yeah. way. And she was so upset. And then I took great pride in going, I'm going. <laughs> In Houston. Nay, so they nay, wrote boo, it. Ha ha. He sang something about a uh, whiskey burning bridge. I think it's from the new one. We didn't know it. Something called Kicked Out of Country. Did you know that one? No, but whiskey burning bridge is the one that we actually like. Yeah, it was good. Because it's a really good song. And they did a really smart job about putting like lyrics up on the screen. Yeah. So that you could kind of, it's a catchy tune. Yes, it is. And you could kind of follow along with what the words were saying and what he was singing. It was, I thought he did a great job with that one. Because you know good. he's thinking, this is a new one. People don't probably, don't probably know it that well. How do I try to like get it to resonate? I really like that one a lot. Um, then he just opened it up. And he decided, you know what, we're not doing anything else new. Here we go. And then it was like, check, 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 Oceanfront check. Oceanfront property. People uh. lost their ever-living minds. Um, he did sing a new song with, um, his grandson, something about God and, um, sweet, the grandson is Harvey cause he's a third and so. he is adorable and he got stage fright and he's probably what, like seven, probably. Eight? Yes. Something I like would that. say six or seven. He got the stage fright, which was okay. Cause grandpa did such a good job of saying everybody that's, that was my grandson Harvey. And he just had a hard time singing in front of, you know. Thousand thousand people, right? Thousands it's totally people. cool. And and I think like George Strait made the joke afterwards, like your first time singing yeah. in front of this crowd. <laughs> what does that look like? That song's on the that song's on the new album nice. as well. Okay. Then he sang Amarillo by Morning. Love it. People lost their mind. Then he sang the chair, and I lost my mind. 
about what will he not what will he sing but what will he have to sing right he has to sing Amarillo by morning he has to sing check yes or no that's exactly right he has to sing this and I kept saying he has to sing the chair I was I experienced a little pushback from the group like mmm right but it was me projecting and it so you spoke it into existence as I was just about to say as our friend Shanna said one way or another, I will go to the George Strait concert at the Houston Rodeo, and it happened for her. On the way in, I said, Lord, let him sing the chair. <laughs> and there it was. Love it. It's awesome. Um, the Lord answers prayers. All, he does. In, in all ways and all forms. Um, then Toby came back with the firemen. Uh-huh. My memories of Toby. If I had a cell phone number, I would have called him, but I didn't. Uh, Ron was That's a, a good, good one. one. It's a newer one, but it's a good one. Yes. The Troubadour song. Which I love mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that girl had my hand wrapped around my finger. I don't know. What's it called? Hand wrapped around my finger? I don't know. Wrapped around. Wrapped around? Ra- I don't know. I and then remember. he left. We didn't leave. Like a third of these morons left the arena. But... Bleh. But that's a rodeo thing. It is a rodeo thing. Because with typically, so typically there's a whole rodeo that happens. And then after the rodeo, they bring out this artist. And the artists typically play for like 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. And then there's no encore. Yeah. And it's like hard and fast rule, no encore. So people that are like traditional rodeo people who have been to maybe like 15 concerts over the last three weeks, they're sitting there thinking he's got to be done because there's no encore. Yeah. We didn't leave. No. We waited. We said, we're not leaving until the lights come up and until they say, like, thank you, George Strait. Yeah. Like, there's, yes. like, a voice yes. that comes over the Everybody thing. knows you don't leave until right. the lights come up. Now, granted, some of these people were probably trying to rush out to beat the other 80,000 people out of the arena, so they wanted to go before the lights came up. Right. But we knew from past experience, because Linda Pringle... Your right. mom said, y'all better stay because right. we left last time and there was an encore. That's right. And it's not typical rodeo. So right. you gotta, you gotta suss it out. Stay. Just figure it mm-hmm. out. And we cheered for a long time. And remember, what state are we in? Texas. <laughs> what has he not sang yet? All, All my, my exes, exes live in Texas. That's exactly right. In, there's no way. So finally, he comes back The out. other thing that's really funny is there's four people sitting next to me yes. in the row that are these two couples that are about our age, probably, sitting down next to me. As soon as he leaves, they jet, jet straight mm-hmm. out. So, which we kind of look at each other like, mm, poor choice for them, <laughs> but okay. And so we still stay there. Then, like... We bring our friends who are sitting in the row yeah. right behind us. They come around and stand right beside us because we've got these extra seats by us now. Home. Lo and behold, when George comes back, they're walking down the ramp uh-huh. of the rodeo. These four people are walking down the ramp of the rodeo and they hear the music and they're like, we got to go back. Yeah. So they show back up again. Uh, 
Which, if you're out, if you get out, you can't come back in. That's right. That's, you know. Luckily, they were only on the ramp, so they were able to come back in. <laughs> well, then they kind of squish us and look at us like, like we did Exactly. They looked at us like, what, what is this person doing here? And I was like, y'all left. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. We did squeeze, though. We were fine. So his first encore, All My Exes. Perfect encore. Then Cross My Heart. I love that song. What's that from? Oh, yes. Pure Country. <laughs> and then a Tom Petty tribute, which was Which was nice. unusual, but... He passed away. And right. That, let's give him some time. But it was unusual. I didn't mm-hmm. think that. And then uh, Cowboy Rides Away, of course, because you never say never. That's right. And Cowboy Rides Away again. Then he... And then again. <laughs> and then again. And then one more time. <laughs> and then he legitimately walked away and didn't come back. And they turn on the lights and say, let's hear for George Wright, which is what you, you... Which is what you wait for. And that's how you know. That's it's right. It's over. So then you leave with 70,000 of your closest friends and you just... And happy hearts. Ah, just talk about how wonderful it was. And that's my favorite part too, where you get back with your group and say, what part did you love? And their part's different from your part, which is different from their part, which is different from their part. So great. Everybody had a favorite part. We did FaceTime our friend Terry Langford. Oh, that was so fun. couldn't be there because somebody decided to get married the day George comes to the rodeo. Poor planning. And we FaceTimed her so she because she loves George Strait. So it was good that she got to see that. But I'm sure she was also probably like sitting in her house thinking, <laughs> why is Laura FaceTiming me right now? It's 1030 it so at night. It but she answered. So and it was during, um, I crossed my heart, right? It was. Oh, so great. Okay, you mentioned that he is in Vegas. And he it's a, it's a thing where it's like a, he barely... He, he's he's not there all the time. It's just sprinkled dates here yeah, and there. Yeah, I want to say it's like three times a year or something yes. like that for he, a couple weekends. He recently announced again that he's going to be there December 6th and 7th. Oh, are we booking our plane tickets? Like to go. Um, tickets went on sale yesterday, so more Bummer. than likely they sold are out. sold out. But anyway, so he's doing we'll that. we look into it. Yes, he's doing that. He's here and there. He's probably going to be doing a lot more since this Honky Tonk Time Machine is coming out, I would imagine. Right. He's going to have some more stuff. But I decided to look and see what the top George Strait songs were according to official rankings. Okay. I didn't go to Billboard because they don't, they, well, they do do that, but it would take me too long to figure that out. And so then there was Rolling Stone had one and I thought, I don't know if I trust Rolling no, Stone. No, not for George Strait. The, so then I went to CMT, countrymusictelevision.com. To see what fans rank as George's number one, or not number one hits. To see what fans rank as George's best songs. Okay. Would you like to guess any of these? I have one through seven, and then I have some honorable mentions. Okay. So let's see if you can... I'll give see you, how many I can I'll guess. Gi- oh, okay. Yeah, let's do... I'll give you... Five guesses. Let's see if you can get any. Of how many from five? Okay. Um, from seven. All My Exes? Yes. Number six. Ooh, barely made it. <laughs> Check yes or no? Yes. Number three. <laughs> Amarillo by Morning? <gasps> number one. Yes. You're so good. You want to keep going? Um, I don't know if you're going to. Well, you Oceanfront might. Property? Yes, number four. Now, now you might be me. Um, because number seven I thought was weird. Run? No. 
Dang it. Mm. Um, what about, I'm trying to think outside, like what other people would think. Mm-hmm. Maybe firemen? No. Dang it. I know. Let's do one more. Okay, yes, one, one more, more one more. Um, cross my heart. Yes. Uh, nice. Nice. What about Cowboy Rides Away? No. Dang it. Give it away. Give it away. I know. And then write this down. Write this down. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then some some Troubadour was like an honorable mention. I do love Troubadour. Which I thought was nice because that's an older one that was up there in the top 10. It wasn't all of his oldie stuff. But yeah. So those are some some of the ones. Now I want to do your favorites. So we're going, I asked you for three of your favorite songs from George Strait. So we can tell people, if you don't know who we're talking about or what we're talking about, in the well, show, wait, wait. Who doesn't know what we're talking um, about right here? There are people. There are people out there who may not know the wonder that is George Harvey Straight Senior. That's right. I'm not going to go as far to say Bubba is the wonder, and Little Harvey's way too young for us to know yet. But right. George is the king of country. He is. Hello. So country I, royalty. I asked you to come up with three of your top George Strait songs. I came up with three too that ended up being five. Of course so, they did. What is yours? My the- first one was Check Yes or No. Okay. Why? Um, just because it's such like an iconic George Strait song. And I think really, if I'm being honest, it came out in like the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And in the late 90s, I was in junior high and high school. Yes. And I remember going to school dances in the Jaworski building, which was like the <laughs> building in our campus. And all the guys would stand on like one side of the room. And all the girls would stand on the other side of the room. And we, and a George Strait song would come on and you would think to yourself like, man, I wanted two-step to this. And these like 15-year-old boys didn't really know how to two-step, but they would try. And so you would, it would be this like awkward because you're late 90s dancing (laughs) around, two-stepping around this like random building listening to George Strait music, and it was so fun. But it brought you together. It did. It brought us together. Mm. And it okay. was the, the good old days. So <laughs> I think that's why I love it. It's and the fun. whole check yes or no is, do you want to go with me? Check yes or no. Is right. the gist, right? And it's a love song. Right. I yeah. mean, and that's obviously the reason why. Totally. And then my second one is Oceanfront Property. Mm-hmm. Just because I love it so much. And because I can think about... Like, that's probably one of the first songs that I remember listening to from mm-hmm. George Strait. And it's one of those storytelling songs, which he does so well. Yes. Because there's a there's a twist in it. And it's a love song, too, which is... And it's not a traditional love song, because mm-hmm. he's basically saying, like, I love you so much, and mm-hmm. if you... And he's jokingly saying, if, you, if I say that I don't love you, I've also got some, like, oceanfront property in Arizona that right. I could sell you, because, right. you know, that's not true. So. Yeah. It's really good. And your third one? Um, my third one is Carry In Your Love With Me. Mm-hmm. So good. Which is just the hopeless romantic in me loves that one. Because it's so sweet and fun. And it's a song that like every time it comes on, it just makes you smile. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. He's carrying your his love for you with him wherever he goes. Wherever he goes. 
West Virginia. And it's enough. Down to Tennessee. Tennessee, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so great. All over. West Virginia and Tennessee really aren't that far away, but that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's Just fine. right around that region. He's carrying <laughs> it right there. <laughs> but there are so many other ones. Because I also love Troubadour, yeah. which they said was like an honorable mention. Yeah. I think that's such a good song, too. And it's not his really traditional love song. It's more yeah. saying like how much he loves his fans and loves making music. Yes, and yes. I think that's great. Yes. That's nice. That's he's such a nice man. He does oh, he does seem like such, such a nice a man. Such a nice man. I feel like we would be friends. I think you would be friends. I think he's friends with everybody. That's right. Everybody. Ugh, love him. Okay, mine is the the chair. Of course. Which mm, that would be my number one. And uh, it's a it's a twist song too. It's a story song, which I love. Uh, my second one is I cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. I mean, aren't those just the words you want to hear? In all the world, you'll never find a love as good as mine. So great. Who wouldn't want to hear that? Me. That's right. Um, Heartland. Because I'm diehard for pure country. Sing a song about the heartland. I think that's an unusual choice. <laughs> Sing about the way. I think it's a good dancing song. It's got a good beat. That makes sense to me. Cheyenne. Love I, it. I love Cheyenne. I love any kind of rodeo song. And then my last one was You Look So Good in Love. That is an underrated song. It is. And it's old. Yeah. And it's a waltz. And you know how oh. I love a waltz. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, that's what we think you need to listen to. If you if you don't know who George Strait is, Google it. And anything that comes up on iTunes, and you hit, if you hit the popular category, I would suggest all of them. I just mean, buy, oh yeah, just buy his fifty greatest hits. Absolutely. And I mean, if you think about it, if you like, even if you just search like George Strait's greatest hits, like you do that for other artists, it comes up with like two or three. His is like pages and pages and pages. Yeah. So great. Do it. That's right. And I mean, you think about it, the whole rodeo pushed back their entire timeline for an entire, pushed up their entire timeline for an entire week for him. Oh, yeah. Like they moved all of their Definitely. stuff up a day so that they could accommodate George yes. Strait because they knew what a big draw he was. The rodeo people. That was very smart rodeo people. It was. In a, in a year that the rodeo wasn't up to par, in my opinion, when it comes to musical artists. The lineup was not as good. But George Strait. I mean, can was. you really compare George Strait and Cardi B? No. I mean, no. How many number one hits does Cardi B have? Two. I don't know. What about Zed? <laughs> the next podcast is on Zed EDM music. <laughs> we have a wide variety of interests here. <laughs> Sing a song about the heartland. The only place I feel at home Sing about the way a good man Works until the daylight's gone Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you sticking it down to the end. We're at 40 minutes. That is quite a lot of your time, and I appreciate you spending it with me. You know what? I would love for you to follow me on social media. I'm on all the socials at Lindsay on Instagram and at Lindsay. Re- nope, that's wrong. At Lindsay on Twitter because I started Twitter back when it was, you know, brand new. Had no idea what it would do. So it's like I'm Cher or Madonna. It's just my name, Lindsay. Spelled weird, but 
you get it. And then Facebook and Instagram, I'm Lindsay Ray with the last name. Some people think I have a double name like Mary Jane or Peggy Sue, Lindsay Ray. A lot of people call me by my first and last name. And that's okay. I will answer. I'll also answer to Lacey, Leslie, Lucy, Lindsay, Lori, because nobody understands Lindsay. That was my dad, not my mom. She still calls me Lindsay. I digress. I would love for you to go on iTunes and rate the podcast too, preferably with a five-star rating or four. It doesn't matter to me, but leave a comment. It's how people find the show. Would love to hear from you. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Texas forever.